What is going on, Cultivate family? Happy New Year. Happy 2024. New Year, same old Lucinda doing stuff on a podcast for you lot. Yeah, that's all I got. Sorry. Start of the year has actually been wicked. Fuzz Culture Club has been really, really busy and there's been such a nice buzz with all of my clients getting back into their training new people coming into the group and I've just spent this past week getting everybody set up for an awesome 2024 talking about training progression talking about what people want out of their year it's been really really motivating and I felt really really on it and focused this week I've had such an enjoyable first week of the year at work and I don't know why I'm so surprised about it but it feels good regardless so last week on my Instagram and on my Substack, I spoke a lot about a lifetime of New Year, New Me's, a lifetime of me always making New Year's resolutions. And I wanted to delve a little bit deeper into that today. I used to really, really love the idea of making New Year's resolutions, but I would literally never, ever stick to them. And then that eventually led to a point where I would absolutely wage war against the New Year's resolution as a concept because I thought that they couldn't ever work because they never did for me. And we're also constantly fed the statistic that 90% of New Year's resolutions fail. We're fed that figure all the time. And so no wonder a lot of us end up thinking that they're just a kind of fad thing. But now my opinion has kind of completely changed. I actually think they're a really great idea with the right support system and when they're realistic and specific and you've actually got a plan. The answer to New Year's resolutions being effective, it does require a bit of nuance. And the nuance part is the support system, the planning, the specificity, I can't say that word, and being real with yourself about it. I asked loads of you what your goals were on Instagram the other day, and I've been having loads of chats with my clients about what theirs are, and there's been some amazing non-conventional ones. I think one of my favorites was the person that said they wanted to try every single baked good in their local bakery, which I ship that. That's awesome. One came through where someone was saying, I just want to build a content and peaceful life. And I think just the thing that's become increasingly obvious with all of the people that follow me and all of the people that I continue to work with is the fact that we all have this common goal that we just want to move well and we just want to feel good in ourselves and in our bodies and in our mental well-being. And when I was planning this episode, I started to think about the problems that I had with New Year's resolutions. And the main issue I found was every year, I used to fall victim to diet culture, taking advantage of how vulnerable I was and how low my self-esteem often was. I would be really, really desperate for any sort of quick fix like a diet pill or a fad diet or a shred exercise plan or a juice cleanse. I was so, so desperate for solutions and answers. And I also always felt like I had to pursue thinness because That was what was told to me. I grew up in an environment where pursuing thinness was important and the only thing that matters. And obviously now I know far better. But what I never realized at the time is all I actually wanted 
was to feel better in my body, be a little bit more confident and find a form of exercise and movement that I really enjoyed. And that had nothing to do with pursuing a weight loss goal or pursuing thinness. It had nothing to do with a juice cleanse. It was way more about how I wanted to feel than how I ever wanted to look. And that was the main problem. And what I didn't realize at that time is I never asked myself how I wanted to feel, ever. I just looked at what society thought was the norm. I also didn't have the knowledge of how to define a goal and make a plan to get to that goal and execute it. I also never had a support system to help me with my health and well-being. And that made me think about that saying of it takes a village and it very, very much does. And that's what First Culture Club is. A couple of other things that I never realized at the time is that flexibility is so crucial. And I always thought in a very binary black and white way and didn't leave any room for error or flexibility. And the last point is that once I decided on a goal or on a vision, I never really thought about it again. I never reminded myself why I wanted that thing, why it was going to make me feel the way it would. And I never reaffirmed that goal to myself ever. And maybe that's because my goals were always absolutely drenched in diet culture and they didn't mean anything deeper than something on the surface to me. But my God, looking back on that now, so much has changed. So what we're going to talk about in the episode today is how you can set achievable goals in 2024 for yourself with a very simple method and make sure that all of that is on your terms and aligns to your values. Because I don't want anyone to have to feel like their New Year's resolutions aren't valid or that they won't reach them. Or I don't want them to feel like their New Year's resolutions always have to be related to aesthetic goals like fat loss or pursuing thinness. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with pursuing an aesthetic goal, but it's also nice to think outside the box with this stuff as well. So this is my five-step method for setting out your goals, mapping them out, making them realistic, and then how you can make them happen. So before we get into it, two things for you. I wrote a substack that goes alongside this episode that has all of the prompts and the format of this goal-setting exercise in. So if you head to the show notes, I've linked this substack and you can find that either during the show or after you listen to it and all the prompts are written there for you. So don't worry if you listen to this and then instantly forget them all because that's exactly what I do. And finally, if you're currently feeling a bit overwhelmed or lost and you do want to make some changes with your health and your fitness this year, but you just don't really know where to start, hit that form in the show notes. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Let's have a chat and I will let you know if I can help you. And if I can't, I will direct you to the person that can, I promise. Okay, let's get into this five-step goal setting process. So our first step is to actually map out our goals. I don't want you to just have them in your brain. I want you to use a journal or a notes app or a way of writing them down and getting them out onto paper. And the three prompts that I'm going to give you for mapping out your goals is how do you want to feel and why? Who do you want to be and why? And what morals and values are important to you that shouldn't ever be compromised? So going in deep straight away. 
And this is why we map it out because often thinking of all that stuff in one instance in your mind, it can get a little bit messy. So really flesh this out on paper, in an app, in a journal. And then once you've mapped that out, I want you to break those things down into more specific goals. What do you want to achieve with your physical health, with your training? And what do you want to achieve with your mental well-being this year? And then final prompt, what barriers might you have to overcome to be able to achieve these things? Because that's another one that we don't necessarily think about when we're just thinking about our vision for the rest of our year in our heads. It's really important to think what might challenge us when we're trying to get to where we want to be. So that is your first step. Number one, map out your goals. Step number two is to then map out the specific actions and behaviors that are going to get you there. So we're taking that wider goal and we're then breaking it up into small actions that we can do every day. So it takes that massive goal in the distance from a dream into something you can really tangibly tick off and chip away at every day. Now, when I say actions and behaviors, you could also refer to these as habits as well. So the prompts for you for step number two are, what behaviors do you need to do every day? What actions do you need to take each week? So that might be you want to go to the gym three times a week. It might be that you want to drink two liters of water every day and you want to aim to get five portions of fruit and vegetables in every day. It might be that you want to read three chapters of a book once a week. It might be that you want to take yourself on a solo coffee date or go to a yoga class. How do these relate to the bigger goal? Because drinking two liters of water on any given day or randomly working out one day doesn't mean anything. But when they're part of a bigger picture, when you're drinking two liters of water every day because you want to feel focused, you want to be hydrated, and you want to perform well, when you're going to the gym three times a week because you want to work towards being able to squat or deadlift your body weight, it has a purpose, it has a why. It's far more intentional that way. So when we've mapped out the specific actions and behaviors that we're going to do daily and weekly, the next prompt is how are you going to keep track of that? Because it's all well and good as saying that we're going to do these things, but keeping track of them is a way to see if we're actually doing them. So there's a few different ways you can do this. A lot of people are a big fan of a paper journal. A lot of people will enjoy using like habit tracker apps. The app that I use for my Fuzz Culture Club clients has a habit tracker in it. So a lot of my people actually use that. I'm a really big fan of the app Notion because you can have it on desktop, on your phone, on an iPad, and it's just a really nerdy piece of software. So that's why I love it. But how are you going to keep track of your daily and weekly actions? That's really important. And then your final prompt for mapping out your actions and behaviors, what is going to be your biggest struggle and how are you going to overcome that when it happens? And we've already touched on this in our first step of mapping out our goals when we asked what barriers might we have to overcome. So this is just another reminder. A lot of people's biggest struggle at this time of the year will be that it gets a lot colder outside, the weather's really shit, and that might make them not want to leave the house and go to the gym or go for a walk. So if they've identified that as a barrier, then they can say, well, to overcome that, I'm going to remind myself of why I want to go to the gym 
and then I'm going to put a hat, a scarf, a coat and some gloves on and I'm going to crack on. It might be that your biggest struggle towards consistency in your workouts is that if you skip a workout, you have a tendency to say fuck it and just quit and pack it all in, a bit of all or nothing attitude. So it might be that you overcome that by practicing a bit more self-compassion and allowing yourself a bit more flexibility when things don't work out. So mapping out how you're going to overcome your struggles as well as what the specific actions and behaviors are that you do every day and week are just as important when we go all set. So that's step number two. Step number three is super simple. It's literally just to get started. It's time to execute this plan. We've identified the goals. We've written them down. We've mapped out the specific small actions and behaviors that we need to do daily and weekly to get us there. We know how we're keeping track of them and we know what coping mechanisms we're going to use to overcome the struggles. But people always struggle to get started. And the most common thing I hear is that it's not the right time. I'll maybe do it in a couple of months when I've eased into the year. I'll maybe do it after this has happened. Everybody always wants the conditions to be perfect. And I'm a bit like that too. I like things to feel like they start at the perfect time, but The reality of that is they just never do. So once you've got that plan, once you've got to step two, don't wait. Start doing those daily actions and behaviors the second that they are mapped out and written down. Give yourself permission to begin. That's step number three. Then step number four is to evaluate those actions and those habits and behaviors regularly. So this can take two different forms. So the first thing is going to be weekly journaling and the second is going to be weekly planning. Now, these are two things that inside Fuzz Culture Club, my clients have to do as part of their check-in process. They do a check-in every week where they reflect on how their week has just been and then they set their intentions for next week. So this is something that they automatically have to do. I also encourage everybody to plan their week in advance plan when they're doing their workouts, their food shop, when they're hanging out with their mates. So they're making sure that they're going to have food in their house, their workout time is accounted for, their social time, their family time is all accounted for. And some people will feel like it's a little pedantic to plan every little thing. But a lot of us, especially the neurodivergent lot of us, we do thrive off having a bit of a structure. So that can be really helpful. So step number four is to evaluate weekly your actions and behaviors. Are you doing everything you said you wanted to? And then make a plan for the week ahead. This can literally just be sitting down for five minutes on a Sunday evening and roughly mapping out your week. You can spend more time on it, but the bare minimum could just be five minutes if you're busy. Then your final step, maybe the most important one, because this is normally the part where people will give up. Step number five is to tweak and regroup whenever you need to. You might find that by February, you haven't been as consistent with some of the actions and the habits that you wanted to. You haven't got as much motivation and morale's maybe taken a bit of a dive. You might have become busy, so certain things have taken a back seat. It's really important that when you do these weekly evaluations in step four, that if you realize you stopped doing one of your behaviors, Why have you stopped doing it? Is it feeling too hard or was it unrealistic? And maybe did you overcommit? And if so, do any of your actions 
and habits maybe need to change to something that will suit you better. Being confident enough to say this isn't working for me, something needs to change is kind of hard because you're admitting that maybe something didn't go the way you intended it to. And it takes a lot of courage to admit that you are finding something really hard. So if potentially you've asked loads of yourself and you're feeling overwhelmed or you're feeling burnt out, tweak and regroup instead of giving up. It might be that you feel like you're sailing through everything you said you're going to do every week and you can maybe take things to the next level. Do you want to progress anything? It might be that you said you were going to do two workouts every week and you're finding that that's absolutely effortless now and your end goal is to do four training sessions a week and get really strong. So it might be that you tweak your weekly workouts and add three in and then start to progress those. Tweaking and regrouping when you need to is the difference between giving up and carrying on when it gets tough. So that is the five-step process. Number one, map out your goals. Number two, map out the small specific actions and behaviors that you're going to do daily and weekly. Number three, get started straight away. Number four, evaluate your behaviors and your actions regularly with weekly journaling and weekly planning. And number five, tweak and regroup whenever you need to, then go again instead of giving up. So I really hope you found that helpful. If you want to really dig into this and get started, head to that Substack article. I've written all of these prompts out for you as a bit of a template that you can use. So you could copy and paste it into a spreadsheet or you could print it out or you could write the prompts in your journal. And if you want some help structuring those goals and making them a reality and you think that coaching could be a vibe for you, reach out and let's have a chat about it. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week wherever you are when you're listening to this and I'm really excited to bring you all of the guest episodes and some nice helpful solo ones in 2024. Take it easy Cultivate family, I'm out.